Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal Way. And of course, I'm joined by Chris Davison on the Arsenal Agenda. So your daily show from 10am Monday to Friday. Chris, how are you, mate? Very well, thank you, Bailey. As well as an Arsenal fan can be at the minute, obviously emotions running high, sort of all over the place. Um, but yeah, okay. Apart from that, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good, Chris. We haven't spoke since the win against Leeds. Just how are you feeling after that win? How how are you? How are your hopes for a top four finish at the moment? Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, they're they're in a relatively good place. But as I was saying to to Tom yesterday, I'm still really reluctant to sort of get ahead of myself. Um, you know emotions can change very quickly the the outlook of things can can change very quickly as well um and a lot of that will be obviously down to to Thursday night um but obviously you know it's we're in a good place it's it's um you know I don't want to jinx it or anything of course that's not my aim but obviously we're sort of in 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 pole position for that that fourth place at the minute it's sort of ours to lose as things stand um and yeah, I just really, really hope the boys can go out there on Thursday and get the job done. Absolutely. We shall see though. But good morning to everyone in the comment section. Good morning to Peter. Good morning to Graham Caldwell. Good morning to Musa Henderson, Stevie Lim. Good morning to and Mafia Boss. Good morning to you also, Chris. Now, we've been excellent in recent weeks um, and there is a few reasons for that. And one of the reasons is the introduction, well, the reintroduction of a certain midfielder back into the side that is Mohamed Elneny. Now, of course, his contract is, was set to expire at the end of the season. I think a few months ago, it almost seemed a no-brainer to just to let him go and, and maybe part ways for both parties. It seemed beneficial. But there are now reports that he actually will be signing a new contract to Arsenal after his recent excellent form. And do you think this is the surge? Do you think this is the right direction Arsenal going in? Um, it, it's weird, isn't it? Because prior to him probably coming into the side and, and playing against Chelsea, Manchester United... Um, and so on, you, you, you'd probably be sitting there and saying, yeah, no, it's, it's time for him to move on and, and part ways, not playing much. Um, probably time to maybe look for, for some new faces and bring a couple of upgrades through the door in, in that midfield area. But one thing that he has sort of made us realise is that he can be, you know, vitally important in terms of squad depth and, and, and rotation. Um Another thing that he's proven is that he can come in and despite not playing many games, do a really, really good job. He's reliable. I mean, he's got that experience as well. He's 29, 30. You know, he's, he's, he's gained valuable experience over the last few years, not just obviously in the Premier League, um, but obviously went on and out, out on loan in Turkey and, and gained, again, again, some more, more experience there, um, which no doubt would have helped him. And I mean, as I've previously said, it's really rare, isn't it, to come across a, a player at Premier League level and at a big club like Arsenal who, despite not playing many games, um, I think that game away at Chelsea was just his second star of the season, something silly. Um, but again, you know, he's, he's come out and publicly said, if Arsenal want me to stay, then I'm ready to stay and, and, and do a job for them. I'm here if they need me. 
you know, that's it's rare to come across a player with an attitude like that. And I think that's testament to him and his character um, and the, the, the passion and the love he has for Arsenal Football Club. And I think it's really important, actually, to have figures like them at a club which is obviously potentially going to be back in Europe. It will be back in Europe, but obviously Champions League next season, sorry. Um, a young squad, um, which will need, you know, experienced heads like Mo um, to, you know, keep their feet on the ground, to give them tips, advice, to help them out in those difficult moments. I think he's a character that everyone gets along well with as well. You know, he brings um, a lot of happiness behind the scenes at, at Colney. Um, by the sounds of it, you can tell he's he's that sort of bubbly character. Um, and, uh, you know, I think all of those factors are really, really important. So I, I don't think obviously it doesn't change the fact that we need a new central midfielder to come in um, in a moment. Uh, well, sorry, this season. I know we'll go um, into that in a moment. But I think in terms of squad depth and having him there as a reliable option, which he's proven he is in Cabby, I don't see there's you know why why that would would hurt us as a club. Um, I don't think he'll be on extortionate wages. Doesn't have to be a long term deal as well. Maybe just for another year as we do this transition, going back into Europe. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. But um, I think it wouldn't hurt Bailey having him there as an option to come in every now and then and just. Uh, to provide a bit of depth. And like I say, he's, he's proven that he can come in and actually do a really good job as well. So um, that's another important factor behind it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think also that make what helps is that you never see him complaining. I think he's accepted his role in the squad and I think that's important. It's always it's always good to have those type of players around in the team, but if they're complaining, then sometimes it can be a toxic uh, influence to the dressing room or a negative influence to the dressing room, which you don't want to create. And Oneni doesn't do that. And that's why I think it is, it's important to get him on a new contract. I think he's a good player. He's shown it in the last few games that he can come in and do a solid job, especially, as you mentioned, if you're playing in Europe as well, for, for example, Carabao Cup games and, and maybe lower lower tier sides in the Premier League who we're playing against. It'll be easier to, to bring him in and, and rest, the, rest, our, rest our top midfielders and our top players. But moving on to the next topic and talking about midfield players and potential other signings. Now, in the January transfer window, I think we, we of course, we went for Dusan Flyvich and it was too late. I think Juventus were there before us. However, it seems as though Edu has learned his lesson a little bit. And this time around, we're going for chances a little early, just before the transfer window opens. Now, we know about Gabriel Jesus, but in recent times, Yuri Tielemans has also come to the surface and Arsenal apparently are in pole position to, to bring, in, bring him in into the club. So, Chris, is this a benefit that we are going for these players earlier rather than later? I think it can be. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is sort of steps that are, are taking quite a lot um, in terms of, you know, signing players and, and opening talks with, with their representatives. I'm sure, you know, it's happened before when with open talks, way in advance of the window opener, maybe, and, and you know, just to gather a sense of one, if the, the, the player is going to be available and two, if he's open to the move, obviously three, terms and conditions and stuff like that of, of, of the transfer and what it's going to involve. Um, but it, it can be, it can be um, looked in a positive way and it can be, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, um, sort of giving us an advantage maybe as we, as we head into the summer, um, it, you know, we've obviously we'll already have that sense of if the player is open to joining or not, you know, what the deal's going to include, how much we're going to pay, 
um, established a bit of a relationship there with the player and his representatives. It's always good to do that. Um, so, yeah, maybe hopefully these talks, I mean, as you mentioned there, um, uh, Football at London's chief Arsenal writer, Chris Wheatley's reported that talks have been going on for with Gabriel Jesus's um, representatives for a number of months. I mean, the Athletic came out yesterday and, and we're reporting um, that talks have been opening and or sorry, talks have been happening with Yuri Tielemans camp as well. Um, and the, the, the signs so far were encouraging. So, um, I mean, hopefully these will enable us to, to sort of get deals done quickly. You know, when the transfer window opens, we've already established those talks and, and those relationships with the player and the, rep, uh, the representatives. And hopefully once the summer window opens, we can go straight in there and, and wrap those deals up. It would be a big boost to, to obviously get them done early. It would be a big boost for Arteta in order to work with them pre-season, in order to obviously them to adjust to their new teammates and their surroundings, the style of play. Um, so it would be, yeah, it would be really, really good if we can get those those deals. Well, not just necessarily those particular deals, but any deals done early. You know, as we head into pre-season, the earlier the better, really, for the for the reasons I mentioned just then. So. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the names that we're being linked with as well, Bailey, Jesus and Tielemans, I think, you know, obviously if, if we were to sign both of them uh, as just a couple of our, our signings this summer, I'd be very, very happy with that. Um, I think obviously there's a couple more or a few more that maybe need to come in in certain areas, but that would be a very, very good start. It would be a good start indeed. I'd like to say, I think uh, Jesus and, and Tielemans, they would both elevate our side. I think it's, it's a no-brainer. I think that's obvious to see. But Chris... I'm playing devil's advocate here, but let's say we get the deals for Jesus and Tielemans done early before the transfer window. What if an opportunity for a better striker or better Matilda opens up? Would that be, would that, is that a risk worth taking? Because we know in the transfer window, anything can happen where a player suddenly becomes available and he's like, oh, he's perfect for, perfect for the side. Do you think that's, we ask no risk by risking not doing that? It's a good, it's a good point you make, Bailey. Um, and I hadn't really thought of that, to be honest, but, I suppose at the same time, it's it's something that Arteta and, and Edu would, would have thought of going into the market, going into the window. They've they've identified the targets. They they've identified the players that they want. They they've identified the individuals that they know can come in and uh, lift the team in terms of quality, um, but also do the jobs that they want them to do. And I'm I'm sure you know that they've they've evaluated every single opportunity, or at least a lot of them. Um, I mean, I guess the the thing is, targets remain there from previous windows as well. So there might still be names on the list from January. There might be still might still be names on the list from last summer as well. Players that they previously identified. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, yeah, okay, okay. There's always that that risk of of buying someone and then later on in the window, uh, you know, maybe someone of higher ceiling or better quality, um, or better even better fit becomes available, but. You can't, you know, you can't do too much about it um, unless obviously it's, it's in a position where you're looking to add a couple of players. You've maybe got one, you're going after another and that player is, is reasonably cheap then, or you can get them on a, on a good deal. And yeah, you can possibly still do that. But I think in terms of central midfield, if Granit Xhaka stays, if, if El Nenny stays, say... Sammy Lekonga stays. He doesn't go out on loan at all to gain any more first-team experience. We've obviously still got Thomas Party. I think if they all stay put, and obviously we bring in someone like Tielemans, we're looking pretty strong in, in central midfield, to be honest. I know there's some people arguing that there should be two new signings in midfield this summer. I, I, I'm not sure about that. 
uh, when you, you think about the numbers that we would have on top of Tielemans. Um, it would very much depend for me on, on other outgoings and what happens to, to like I say, Lokonga, Elneny, Xhaka. Um, but definitely, you know, certainly in, in the, in the centre-forward position, Bailey, there is scope there, isn't there, to, to potentially get two, two strikers through the door. Again, I think that will largely depend on what happens with Nketiah. I'm, I'm sure, really, you know, looking at the situation um, and, and, you know, just hearing what's been said about, about it, I can't see Lacazette staying. I think if there's, I don't think I know for a fact that if there's, you know, one of the players out of the two of, of Lacazette and Ketty, then it's absolutely Eddie and Ketty that should be getting a new deal. Um, so, you know, if, if Eddie stays and Jesus, I think would be a good addition to go along with him. I think obviously in Ketty, he wants game time. He wants those guarantees moving forward. And I think he'd be the backup um, if he was to sign a new deal. I don't think he'd accept anything less than that, to be honest. Um but obviously, yeah, if, if Eddie does leave as well as Laka, then you definitely have to bring in, you know, a couple of forwards at least. So, um, you know, yeah, it's a good point you make, Bailey, but I'm I'm confident, you know, especially after last summer and, um, you know, with the planning that seems to have gone in already going into this this t- summer as well, I'm confident that the, the club have already identified the targets they want to go for and, um, yeah, they'll, they'll do their best again. Absolutely. And Graham Caldwell seems to agree with you. He says, I think it's better being proactive and on the front foot in respect of making signings. It means players can integrate into the squad quicker and the team will gel quicker. Justin Douglas says, I don't think Tillemans would be a good fit. He doesn't work hard enough for me. Lynn Simpson says, Jesus, Jesus is world class. However, I still think we need a tall striker alongside him. Unamachi says, Gabriel Jesus will be a disaster, Arsenal, just like William. I would go for Ward Prowse. He is a baller. Mark Sampson says, Getting there early is a good thing to see, but not sure if Tielemans is the right player for us. He is good, but not sure he offers the defensive uh, solidity that we need. He's more attacking, but we need more of a DM. HK says one word, Victor or C-Man. I agree with you there. Uh, I agree with you there, absolutely. And Chris, of course, we're talking about all these great signings, but there's not a guarantee they'll come in if we don't get Champions League football. And on Thursday night, I think that is a night where we'll finally have a a clear idea whether we are going to be in that elite European competition or not. And as the, as the game draws, draws closer, how are you feeling? More nervous or, or excited for it? Um, I'm nervous, yeah. I, 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 a bit of a mixture, uh, to be honest, of emotions because, you know, you you know what's up for grabs and you, you, you obviously you think about the what-ifs and, and, and the getting a win there um, and what it means. Of course, it makes you excited. But um, I'd say the nerves, uh, the overall sort of feeling, um, they're taking over. Um, and uh, I mean, look, obviously Thursday can't come soon enough. You just want it to, to, to come and get it over and done with and hopefully, you know, hope for a positive outcome. Um, you know, I think whether or not we're in the Champions League, I, I do believe it does play, you know, a big part in, in getting deals over the line for certain players. I'm sure that's affected us over the last, you know, year or two. Um, but, you know, maybe the fact that we've, we've already opened talks with a couple of players such as Jesus and Tielemans, maybe that could, you know, um, regardless of, of, of where we finish, lead us in the right direction. And we could you know, obviously get those deals over the line but um i mean look you can't you can't 
sort of, um, you know, argue with the fact that some players want Champions League football. You know, I can understand why why they want to obviously be playing at the, the highest level. Obviously, playing in the Premier League is one thing. It's obviously the best league in the world and that comes with its benefits. But, you know, those those top, top players want to be, you know, playing Champions League football as well, you know, the biggest European stage of all. So, um, you know, you can understand that from, from their point of view. But I, I think, you know, say we, say we don't, we don't get top four. Um, you know, we've obviously still got Europa League now. That's guaranteed. Um, and I just think Arteta and Edu, they won't go out of their way to convince players. They they want that, you know, regardless of what competition we are in, their, their, their focus will be the same. And that's to acquire players that want to be here, that want to play for Arsenal Football Club, no matter where we are and, and what competitions we're playing in. Um but even if there's there's still one or two players out there that have have, have doubts, maybe they they want to join, they're up for joining, but you know they're they're not they're not hundred percent sure um, because of that. Maybe we don't get Champions League football, and I still think Arteta and Edu should go to them and be like, look, you've seen how what we've achieved as a club this season, how close we are to getting to that next step, the squad that we've built, the the exciting times that that are ahead, um, you know. Mikel just signed a new deal, offers stability. Um, there's a vision, there's a plan, and um, this team is only going to get better, especially with you coming on board. So, you know, there's there's definitely, you know, there's definitely reasons to be positive. Say we don't get champions. I know I'm, I'm putting, <laughs> putting a bit of a dampener on the situation here, and I don't mean to, but, you know, hopefully, you know, if we don't get Champions League football, um Hopefully, there's still plenty of reasons. I still think there's plenty of reasons to be positive going into the summer, Bailey. You know, I, like I say, we've identified our targets. We have a clear plan. It sounds like funds will be made available to Arteta again. You know, I think it will only reiterate the need to bring in top quality players to raise the bar, to raise the level in the summer if we don't get Champions League. You know, if we do, obviously, we need to get that that top quality players to, to help us next season. If we don't, then again, it just reiterates the need to, to do that. So I think it, plans plans won't change too much. Perhaps the quality of player, um, it may vary to, depending on whether we get Champions League or not, but I'm hoping it doesn't affect it too much. You know, At the end of the day, a big, big summer is needed. Some top, top players are needed. And it's time, as Arteta said, to take things to another level and um, you know elevate that that's that that the overall quality and that level in the team to take it take it to the next step to go on to achieve Champions League football. But anyway, I don't want to sort of sit here and, and, and sound too too negative. Um, hopefully, you know we won't even have to think about that side of things. Hopefully, with this Thursday we secure Champions League football, and as you say said earlier on, Bailey, it just sort of confirms that you know. We'll be working with top quality players this summer. Absolutely, I think for me, if the four point gap does make me feel a bit easy at ease, I think if we, for example, we didn't beat Leeds and the and the, and the gap was one point or two points, I'll be a bit like, oh, this is worrying here. I think I reckon Tottenham would have taken a lot of confidence from that and probably would have gone on to one, win the game on Thursday because of the sheer pressure on our young players. But the four point gap definitely. Definitely helps us in our in our quest to to avoid a defeat. That will that will basically or hopefully anyway confirm confirm a, a Champions League position for us. But we shall see. Two days left, and uh, let's keep that counting down, guys. Let's keep counting down. Let's keep let's keep confident. Let's get behind the boys. But we shall see. 
Of course, before we do end the show, I am going to take a question for you from Peter, who asks, if Arsenal qualify for the Champions League, how long do you think it will start? It will take to start qualifying for the title? Also, what will it take for Arsenal to start challenging for the title? Good question. Um, look, I think, obviously, qualifying for the Champions League is a big step in the right, you know, the right direction. Um, and it's the first part of, you know, going to the next level, going to that next big step and, you know, closing the gap on the likes of Liverpool and Man City and Chelsea. Um, it's it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen straight away. I mean, look at the, the squad Liverpool have already. I mean, that they're, they're their starting eleven is, and even their their substitutes bench is 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 full of world class talent. Um, and I mean, look look where they are. They they they're not just qualifying for the Champions League, but they're getting to the finals. They're beating some of the biggest clubs in the world, and they're doing that as our Man City. Obviously, they they haven't been able to get to the final this year, but still, they've got to the semis. They've beat some really, really good teams, gone up against some of the best in the world, and beaten them. And um, that's again because they have, uh, you know, some world class players in their team, and they have some world class players, you know, also on the bench. <clears throat> so that's the next step, you know, to build a world class team with with world class players and. And like I keep saying, elevate the bar, elevate the quality overall. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we're, we're, we've positioned ourselves well to do that because we've built a really young, exciting team that has a lot of potential. They're only going to get better. Um, we've balanced the books a little bit in terms of, you know, wages and the overall age of the squad. So that, again, enables us to go into this summer, for example, with a bit more freedom. Um, and... You know, I think if we can, one, qualify for the Champions League this season and then two, go into the summer and some top, top quality players, um, whether that be up front in midfield or even at full back or anything, you know, we're, we're, we're moving in that direction. We're moving towards Liverpool. We're moving towards, towards Man City. Champions League qualification and a strong summer, that isn't going to take us on the same level as Liverpool and Man City. Far from it. There's still a lot of work to be done on and off the pitch. Um, but um, we're moving in the right direction. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know, that, that gap can continue closing moving forwards. It's not, not going to be easy. And again, like, like I say, it's not going to happen overnight. But, you know, a strong a strong finish to the season and a strong summer. We're getting there. We're getting there. We are getting there indeed. We are getting there indeed. And we shall see. And um, the final question, hopefully, asks, who would you choose? Latoura Martinez or Gabriel Jesus for me? Uh, Gabriel Jesus for you, Chris? Um, yeah, Gabriel Jesus for me. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of him. Um, and again, he's, he's Premier League proven, um, worked under Arteta before and um, very highly rated at Manchester City. We all know the quality he has. He's, he's been on fire actually since those links yeah. came about. Um, and yeah, I just think he'd be a great fit for us. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we are going to end the show there, guys. So make sure you leave a comment and you and you subscribe as well to the channel. Chris, as always, mate, thank you for, for jumping on the show. Legend, as always. Pleasure, as always, uh, Bailey. Thank you, mate. And um, thank you to everyone tuning in this morning, getting involved. And uh, yeah, have a great day. Of course. Have a great day, everyone. Make sure you leave a like and comment. And always, as always, sorry, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah. 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 O